there's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. Hello, hockey fans. How you doing today? It's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. This is Season 4, Episode 19, an episode we're calling the Sackick, as in Joe Sackick. Burnaby Joe, pretty good player, guys, uh, ladies and gentlemen. He was, uh, he's a Hall of Famer. We're going we're gonna to get into a little bit of Joe talk in just a moment. It's, uh, it's me, co-host Tom. I'm here, with all, as always, with uh, co-host Randy. And uh, Randy's just kind of setting up on the power play. Um, what's your What's your spot on the power play? Where do you fit into the old uh, PP equation, Randy? You know, I'd like to be on the half wall if I could. You know, set up the plays from there. I could sure. I yeah, could, uh, all you. you. Know, put put one up at the point there for a for a shot from the point. Uh, put one down low. Maybe put in a wrister about waist high so you can deflect it and and put it down or up and. And uh, we we move on with our game, and uh, you know, uh, you know, score score a few more goals, and then go have a couple pops after the game. Do you be on your off wing, or do you? Yeah, would you, you got to have be... your stick. You got to have your stick out from the board. So I'd be on the left half wall. Yeah, because I shoot right. Yeah, yeah. That's that, okay. that'd be a good spot. I think so. Yeah. Um, Ready for the one timer? Should it come to that? You know. Um, yeah, you might be playing the other half wall. You you find the seam. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I'm also a right hand shot though, so maybe maybe I would. I'd probably be best served right in front of the net. To be honest with you. There On you power go. Play. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Get that stick ready for deflection and causes. Yeah. And Rob, Robert's your dad's brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've got the power play all figured out. Um, yeah, no, that's a big part of games these days is the special teams and uh, can be the difference between, you know, making the playoffs, missing the playoffs, winning a game, losing a game, all that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, it's pretty much playoff season in Canada for hockey as, as far as hockey goes. So coming up a little later in the show, we've got a bit of a WHL playoff report as we went and took in a a Winnipeg ice game, uh, game, one of their playoffs, which just occurred. They're already up to nothing in the series, but we'll talk some ice a little bit later. Um, also in the show today, we're going to, uh, talk about some one hit wonders. Uh, you'll see why, but, uh, that'll be coming up and, uh, yeah, no guest on the show today, but that's okay because Randy and I have got lots of goods for you. We're going to be talking lots of hockey as we always do. We're going to spin some, some pretty sweet tracks, you know, as we always do. And a reminder to you listeners, whether you're listening, you know, uh, via podcast or live on UMFM 101.5 in Winnipeg, uh, Mondays at 5 p.m., you can uh, at any time go find our uh, official Talking Hockey playlist of all the songs that we've accumulated over the years of doing the show. We've got like, you know, 
uh, I've 80 plus songs on there. I, I, it's, it's a lot. It's like five hours of music we've got. And a lot of them actually have to do or have lyrics about hockey. So be sure to check that out. You can find the link for that in the bio of our Instagram, which um, is at Talking Hockey Podcast. So I think, uh, I think the plan is to do a vinyl box set of that playlist. Uh, indeed. One, one of yeah. these days, we just need uh, to start a GoFundMe for the music rights. <laughs> or just got to get a record deal for yeah. sure, uh, which we're working on. So yeah, um, that would be pretty good. A vinyl, I would, I mean, yeah, you, it, people would love it. And I think listeners, you would love it. But let's talk a little bit about Joe Sackick, number 19, famously number 19 for every season of his career, except for one, Randy. Did you know yes, he wore number I 88? I did know that. I remember seeing the picture. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he was 88 before it was cool. Yeah, exactly. And such a Joe's one of those iconic number 19s. You think of 19, you think Joe Sackick, you think Steve Eiserman. There, Larry Robinson. There's a lot of great players who wore number 19, but Joe is one of those guys you think of. So then when you see that him in an 88, it's like, Oh, well, that's uh <laughs> kind of throws you for a loop. But I mean, Sackick is a two time Stanley cup winner. He won the heart trophy. He won the Lester B Pearson award, which, uh, what is that award for? I think I the remember. most valuable player as voted on by your peers, I believe. Which I think now it's called the Ted Lindsay, maybe. Is it? Uh, I'm not sure. The, but so, yeah, the, the yeah. Pearson oh, maybe. Awarded to the NHL's outstanding player as selected by the members of the NHL Players Association yeah. is the Lester B. Pearson Trophy Award. Right. And it, and I'm, and it is now, in fact, yes, the Ted Lindsay Award. Um, so they renamed that for some reason or another he won the two uh the he won the con Smythe trophy during one of colorado's stanley cup victory runs uh he won the lady bing trophy and he was a uh, all-star uh well it says here three times i feel like in his 20-year career he must have played in the all-star game more than three times where are you reading I this this is on hockeyreference.com. Okay, well, um, if you're on Hockey DB, you're, you're missing one key award that he's won. <laughs> okay. In 2000, 2001, he won the Bud Light Plus Minus Award. <laughs> the most coveted <laughs> of all awards. You know who's going to win that this year, probably? Johnny Goudreau, Johnny Hockey. Oh, he's like plus 50-something, isn't he? Plus 60-something. Yeah, geez. I think. Um, I was vaguely paying attention to the Calgary game on television this weekend. Last night, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and I remember them talking about the Bud Light Award uh, for plus minus. <laughs> it, it looks like they stopped awarding the Bud Light plus minus award in 2007, 2008 when Pavel Datsuk won it. So mm, I, I guess, guess he didn't like Bud Light. A Bud Light, uh, you know, I guess, you know, uh, analytics and all that stuff. Uh, took over right. from from Bud right. Light Spotlight there. You know, it's funny that they had an award for that, but there's still no award for regular season assist leader, which they should have. And Good it should be called should. the Gretzky or something like that. You know, I don't know. I feel like that's an award that there should be. But um, I mean, Joe Sackick, I don't think he would have won the Gretzky Award and he never won a Rocket Richard Award. But, you know, he never won an Art Ross award, but he was always one of the, you know, top five scorers in the league kind of thing or not yeah. always, but like often, 
and he had he had six hundred points, six different one hundred point seasons. Um, not too shabby. Yeah, and, and also you like if you looked up franchise player in the dictionary, Joe would be on that list. Like he was a guy yeah. that kind of you know ran that team, and now he runs the team. So yeah, and now he actually <laughs> runs the team. That's right. Yeah, and you know it's funny. So franchise player like Joe. You think, well, he must have been drafted first overall. No, no, he was not. Drafted 15th overall in the 1987 NHL entry draft uh, by the Quebec Nordiques. He played junior in Swift Current, um, was a member of the Swift Current Broncos when they had that fatal, tragic bus accident, uh, which I believe was 1986 or so. It was like the year before he got drafted or the year of his uh his draft um so uh you know kind of a i think uh, i've read before that that was really something that he kind of carried with him you know like it was uh it, it was he didn't talk about it much or doesn't talk about it much but definitely you know would have uh four players on that team were killed in that crash uh, as they drove from Swift Current to Regina, which is not a long drive, but if you've ever yeah. done that drive on the Trans Canada, bald prairie, middle of winter, it can get hairy. And um, anyway, so Joe Sackick definitely, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. He is. Um, he was named on that uh, 100 greatest NHL players. He was on that hundred. You know, he was one of the top hundred players obviously um yeah from that draft class of 1987 joe is the leading scorer of it uh he finished his career of 20 seasons all with the same franchise quebec and then they moved to colorado in 95 96 or was it 94 95 one or the other uh played colorado so all, all the same franchise. They won a Stanley Cup the year they moved to yeah, the Colorado. Yeah. Which is uh, such a ripoff for the Nordiques, right? Like for the city of Quebec and everything. One more season. Same, yeah. same thing with the Expos. The Expos, their last season was that MLB shortened, canceled yeah. season, whatever. And they were like the best team in the By majors. Far. Yeah. Oh. And uh, yeah, too bad. Um but uh, yeah, Sackick finished with 1,641 points in 1,378 games. So well over a point a game clip there. Um, and the next highest scorer from that draft was uh, Brendan Shanahan, the president of Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, and he finished, Shanahan had 1,354 points. So Joe's got a, a 300 point cushion on, on uh, Shanahan. Just in case Shanahan ever decides to lace him back up, come out of retirement, you know, uh, I think Joe's lead is safe for now. So, um, yeah. What else about Joe Sackick? I mean, he was, you know, he he kind of did it all. Like we mentioned the Stanley Cups. We mentioned he's the GM now of Colorado and what a team he's put together. Um, I think it's safe to say that you and I are both avalanche enthusiasts. Um, now here's a question. The Jets, our hometown Winnipeg Jets, Randy, they're out of it. They're out of the running, officially, mathematically eliminated. Well, they were they you in know. my opinion, they were eliminated about two years ago, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
well, since the All-Star game, I mean, you know, but there was there was a chance. There was hope. So you're saying there's a chance. Well, there was, but it's no more. Um, they let it slip away. The, they let the, it slip away. The rope was greased up. So are you going to get on the Colorado bandwagon? What's your uh, bandwagon of choice of, of choosing for the upcoming Stanley Cup playoffs? We're in the last week of the NHL regular season right now. Yeah, well, first and foremost, I find when the Jets aren't in the playoffs, um, especially like after that bubble season when the Jets lost against Calgary and then the, you know, I just like that was such a exciting playoffs the in, in, in the bubble. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, I just enjoy hockey as a fan for the most part. Once the Jets are gone, like I can then enjoy hockey with less stress. And uh, <laughs> frustration. Um, so, but there's like, there's no shortage of, of hockey stories that are going to be good ones. Like the potential for, um, you know, Tampa to kind of, you know, defend their title, Florida Panthers won again last night, 13 in a row. They're looking so good. New York Rangers with like Andrew Kopp in the mix. And, and, you know, that, how that team's looking with Shesterk in there. Uh, you got teams in the West, like obviously Colorado. I'm a big fan. Oh, I didn't even mention Pittsburgh, um, you know, mm -hmm. the, with the two-headed monster, or even four-headed monster now with Malkin, Crosby, Carter, and Brian Boyle down the middle. Mm -hmm. um, Minnesota is looking good. Uh, Calgary is looking good. Uh, th there's just, it just, hockey is so exciting right now, I feel, in my, again, my opinion. And it just, it sucks that the Jets aren't a part of that, like, yeah they, they they had the troops and they just couldn't do it so couldn't get it done for a number of reasons which we could go into i don't think we will at this exact moment maybe later in the show we'll touch on the jets a bit but we can also save that for our sort of post-mortem yeah let's, uh, wait, let's wait until the season's over yeah. That. yeah but like yeah the first round of the playoffs like the first day of the first round of the playoffs it's like christmas morning for me oh, like yeah. i get yeah. that excited like it's so i love it um it's, it's just, there's so much hockey in that first round. Uh, you know, you get like, what is it like four games a night and they, you know, you, at least anyway. And, and it's, um, it's pretty exciting. So yeah, there's, there's no shortage of storylines and all that kind of stuff. I think if I'm going to, I don't know, like I, I've, I've flip-flopped a little bit about which bandwagon I'll jump on. I think I'm going to jump on Minnesota's. I think I might jump on the old uh, wild bandwagon. And, um, and then in the East, I kind of, uh, the Rangers, I think I'd, yeah. I think I'll jump on, on their bandwagon. You know, that said, I very easily can see Tampa Bay going for the three-peat, you know, um, obviously won't be easy, but like they, they, they've got it in them and, you know, their first two cups in a row there that they just won, um, they, came in different kind of seasons, right? Like the 2020 season uh, was cut off at the 70-ish game mark. And then it was like a, a few months off and then the bubble playoffs. So some people put an asterisk beside that. I, I would, you know, whatever. I'm not putting an asterisk. A, a cup is a and, cup. Then, and then last year's cup was the 56 game season, uh, divisional play only. And then a and then a playoffs, which was a little different, but still four rounds, you gotta win and all that. 
and uh you know they did it i wouldn't put an asterisk beside it there's we all know what the last two years were like you know what i mean like it's you know and they won the cup and what are you going to do take that away from them yeah and everyone now, had the same challenges you know yeah like, exactly so, yeah. um you know that said kucherov and his bud light he won the bud light award uh <laughs> in a different kind of way <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. And he was all like, oh, 18 million dollars over. This is my yeah, Kucherov yeah. accent attempt. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's whatever. Uh, over the cap or not, it's the playoffs. doesn't count towards it. He was legitimately injured on the IR, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, Tampa's got a good shot is what I'm saying. I would like to see Pittsburgh make a run, but I feel like Pittsburgh and New York are going to, that, well, Go they're going to meet in the first round, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So hard to say who's coming out of that. I know in their regular season matchups so far, New York's had the upper hand, but they've been close games. And the playoffs so we'll are a whole new season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, in the West, you know, Canada's best chance at a cup, I feel like, goes through Calgary. Red Mile, get ready. Uh, you know, I don't know what the weather's like in Calgary these days. Hopefully it's a little you know, more spring-like than here in winter, Winterpeg. We've got another beautiful day on our hands here. Yeah, uh, a little, little blizzard here. Maybe a, in, uh, you know, a little shout-out to the Winnipeg ice here with this uh, ice storm yeah, exactly. that we're going through right now. But yeah, uh, Rally the storm or whatever yeah. their hashtag is there. Um, and, you know, you got you to gotta think uh, Calgary's chances are good. Like, Two two forty goal uh, scorers on their team. Johnny Gaudreau has found his form again. Uh, solid team. Daryl Sutter, you know, uh, classic uh, classic coach there. But uh, looks like we're out of time here for segment one, Tommy. So maybe we should uh, toss it to. Uh, we have a track here, a, a bit of a bit of a themed track. Right. So we're going to be talking about some one hit wonders after uh, the break here. So we thought let's let's spin a one hit wonder and now this is a band actually like that i think both you and i enjoy and we know their catalog a little bit more but this was definitely their hit and they never really had another hit this was kind of the one this is misogyny by rusty
you heard it here first, Carter Hankey, a.k.a. Carter the Car Guy from Caress of Steel, number five forward. You're listening to the Hockey Talking Show. All right, that was Rusty with their song Misogyny off the album Fluke, uh, a CD that I had for sure in the mid-90s. Yeah. Probably still have it somewhere, wherever that big box of CDs that I have uh is well it's in the basement i know right where it is so anyway uh, <laughs> but um yeah so that was kind of their one hit and you know that so this segment was inspired by the recent news that macklemore uh bought a share in the seattle kraken team so he is now a minority owner of the kraken um him as well as the running back uh whose name totally uh, uh marshall lynch or something Mar- marshawn lynch yeah marshawn, marshall i don't yeah. know yeah I, i've watched marshall. one marshy yeah uh, everybody calls him marshy <laughs> yeah so yeah they bought minority shares or whatever you want to call them in the uh, seattle kraken as part owners now and uh i thought that was kind of cool uh interesting you know that they've that that, that the, the way the kraken are kind of running their business there um bringing in a couple local legends like that and of course macklemore it, it was just like it was like macklemore man i forgot about that guy that must have been one hell of a hit that he had with uh the one about the thrift shop i believe it's called thrift shop yeah <laughs> um must who, have been a heck of a hit that he had there to afford a hockey team <laughs> who, who would be the winnipeg equivalent to to that like randy would, bachman it's got to be or burton cummings but they weren't one hit wonders though like right oh yeah oh, okay one hit wonder remy yeah. shand Remy Shand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Announced tomorrow. Remy Shand is a, a minority owner of the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> That'd be a great. Comes in with those sunglasses yeah. and the little hat. And, and everyone's like, who? Yeah. yeah. Hey, that, we're going back to the nineties. Much music hardcore here on today's episode. We got another track coming for you a little later in the episode that you'll see. But um, yeah, well, it got me thinking, you know, like, who are some NHL one-hit wonders? And the first one that came to mind, you know, one-season wonder, if you will, uh, Jonathan Chichu won the Rocket Richard Trophy with 50 goals. Um, and he was, I mean, that was, I guess, the year Joe Thornton got traded to San Jose, or the first full season that Thornton was there. Um, and Chichu and Joe, they just, you know, they had incredible chemistry. <clears throat> And it just kind of took off. Like it was, it was the year that he, that Thornton got traded, 2005. And um, yeah, Chichu had 56 goals, uh, 93 points, and was like, where did this guy come from? Uh, Moose Factory, Ontario is where he came from. But, um, you know, from there, it, uh, his career the numbers took a bit of a dip the following season 37 goals not too shabby um but each season you know progressively kind of worse or whatever uh 25 goals was the next highest he had after that and then um you know then he was sent to ottawa um in 2009 in return for danny heatley who at that point was pretty much past his prime as well, but maybe they thought, you know, you can rekindle it a bit. Change uh, of scenery. 
yeah yeah but uh and then uh you know he just never clicked with uh the ottawa senators and um then he hit the ahl and uh that was pretty much it for jonathan chichu but you know what he's got a rocket richard trophy and uh and uh you know a couple pretty solid years in in san jose playing for uh, a, a pretty decent team and uh lighting the lamp a few times um but aside from him i kind of i had to really think about it he definitely popped for me when i thought of that but we were kind of discussing before we started recording goaltenders kind of really easy for them to get on this one hit wonder list um and some of the goalies that we thought of, you got Jim Carrey, uh, you got uh, Andrew Raycroft. I mean, even Jordan Bennington in a way, Matt Murray a little bit in a way. Um, you know, there's others, but let's maybe in specific talk about Jim Carrey a little bit. Do you do you remember? Like, well, I mean, yeah, like that that era of the Washington Capitals was um pretty interesting like they were never really like a great team like they were always like oh, i guess they made it to the finals the one year but um i don't know it just it's like that was the one team i didn't really pay attention to back mm. then and again that was like pre for sure it was pre ovechkin and it was like when they were r- rocking those eagle jerseys more right yeah. like the, the teal jersey like joe juno would have been on the team back then i think yeah and was yager or was he at one point i think so later. If, if you look at um jim carrey's best season it's kind of best- like he had two good years there 94 95 slash 95 96 their best players were mikhail pavanka peter bondra joe juno yeah. steve yeah. konowalchuk like you know, good players, but like, you know, not nothing compared to no Yager, no Sackick, you know, who we were just talking about. Um, But again, it was like, where did this guy come from? And like, just the, 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 uh, what you call it, like the, uh, the relation to like Jim Carrey, like the actor whose movies yeah. would have been like, well, it was like the same time that Ace Ventura culture reference, like, cause he was big. Yeah. So the mask uh, or something. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, like Jim Carrey had those two good seasons and then, uh, you know, a little bit of cup of coffee in the AHL, the IHL, and Mm -hmm. that was about it. But he won the Vezina trophy that 95, 96 year, which, uh, and you know, he was first team all-star and everybody thought like, here's the goalie of the future for the Washington capitals. They're, they're good to go in nets. Um, didn't turn out that way. And then actually not too long after that, Olaf Kolzig came along and, and Olaf was kind of a mainstay in the Washington net for a good long while. Uh, Fun fact about Olaf Kolzig. He played junior hockey in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia Um, came over from, I don't know if he's Russian or what, something. I don't think he's Czech. He's, Eastern European, if not Russian, no, yeah. but anyway, he played, he came over to Canada as like a 14, 15, whatever year old played junior hockey over in uh, Canada and uh, for the Dartmouth subways of the formerly MJAHL or whatever it was called. Um, the one, the one interesting thing to be, to find out, like if we ever do get that government grant for getting a intern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Jim Carrey, 172 total games played in the NHL, and he won a Vezina. I wonder who's won a Vezina, if, if with, anyone's won a like with Vezina less. with less games. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that would be a good that – that would definitely be uh, a job for the interns. So, listeners, if you or anyone you know is interested in applying, please forward your resume with a letter of interest to talkinghockeypodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll take you into consideration once our grant comes through. So yeah, the pay is great. And your first assignment would be seeing if you can find a goalie who's won the Vesna with less games. Mm-hmm. So uh, that maybe that could be like the, the, you know, the training camp, you know, like that's the, <laughs> yeah. that's your assignment. Prove your worth. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another goalie who was a one hit wonder in a way uh, is, was Andrew Raycroft, Ray, Razor, Ray, no, Razor was uh, Ray yeah. Emery. Yeah. Uh, Rest in okay, peace. Raycroft, I don't know that he had a nickname, <laughs> but um, he famously, you know, came into the league in 2003-04 and won the Calder Trophy as the league's rookie of the year with the Boston Bruins in a 29-win season for the Bruins. Um, and then, you know, I think the lockout happened. And then by the time the lockout, you know, they came out of the lockout, his play had kind of dropped. He became the, like the third string goalie in Boston and then was eventually traded to Toronto in exchange for Phil Kessel and possibly other parts as well, likely other parts, but uh, Kessel famously still being paid by Toronto now that he plays for Phoenix uh, and previously Pittsburgh, like Toronto is paying Kessel to win cups in Pittsburgh. And now you know, <laughs> yeah. to, to bask in the <laughs> desert sun down in Phoenix, but um, that's neither here nor there related to Andrew Raycroft Raycroft. I did see play as a Toronto Maple Leaf. Uh, uh, w- no, he wasn't traded for Raycroft was he, he was traded with Raycroft. Or maybe it was four. I thought there was some sort of connection with Tuka Rask. Yes. Wasn't, wasn't like, cause Tuka Rask was drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs. It was Kessel and Raycroft to Toronto. Tuka Rask went to Boston or the draft pick that became Rask, whatever it was. Yeah. Cause, Ra- yeah, here, cause I, Raycroft I, and Kessel were on the Leafs at the same time. I just, I just found it. Boston Bruins have acquired goal, goaltender Tuka Rask from the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for goaltender Andrew Raycroft. One for okay. one. Oh, well then I guess the Phil Kessel was totally separate, but um, it was like the same era because I remember going to a Leafs game in around 05, 06 ish, whatever. And Raycroft was the goalie for the Leafs and Kessel pretty sure he was on the team maybe maybe that was later uh it was a long time ago folks but anyway point is andrew raycroft one hit wonder with that with that calder trophy because he never really had much of a season after that that was notable you know it was all pretty pedestrian if you will i I got it right i got it right here actually kessel was traded to the leafs from boston for a first round pick and a in 2010 and a first round pick in 2011. And those picks turned out to be Tyler Sagan and Dougie Hamilton. Mm. And it's two, 20, 2010 second round selection. So uh, either so way. So Kessel uh, would have went to Toronto in like 09-ish or something? Yeah, September 09, yeah. Okay. All right. 
Um, I'm remembering two different games as one, I think, that I went to in Toronto. <laughs> but, uh, for, for clarity, basically Toronto traded Tuka Rask for Andrew Raycroft. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, but, you know, at the time, what are you going to do? Uh, Toronto, notoriously a team that cannot draft and develop their own goaltender. Like, when was Felix Pavin... Like last guy I can remember. And that was like 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, like uh, I forget what I was going to say, but basically Raycroft. um, Oh yeah. He's now a member of the NESN new England sports network, uh, Boston Bruins broadcast team. I think he does a podcast as well. So shout out to razor. No, not razor That's uh, to Raycroft uh, on his, uh, you know, just a friendly hello from one podcast to another. <laughs> um, who else do we got for uh, one hit wonders? Uh, we've got a list of them here. We've got a couple minutes left in this segment before we're going to throw it to another song. Um, we got, uh, well, non-goalies. Remember Fernando Pisani? Yes, especially from that run to the cup for the that 2006 Oilers. run. He was amazing. He was like a freight train. Uh, scored 14 playoff goals in 24 games as they went to game seven of the finals um i mean he was as clutch as a player as there was on that team but it's like yeah he scored 14 goals in in that 24 game run to the cup final um never had more than 20 goals or 40 points in a season before that uh never scored more than 14 after that so he was lightning in a bottle on that uh, team there and definitely a bit of a one-hit wonder in the two th- for 2006. Um, I think I, I remember him possibly getting suspended shortly after the, like the year after the final run for like a crazy body check behind the net. Like he like ran over somebody, you know, coming around the back of the net had their head down because because he was a he was a big boy played played a physical game um yeah six feet 205 yeah and uh but yeah he was like i say he was lightning in a bottle for for the oilers um there's another name on this little list that i'm kind of referencing here um that has a little bit of a local connection uh wayne babich brother of Dave Babich, legendary defenseman. Wayne had himself a respectable NHL career, um, but he basically, uh, he's on this list. Um, He had one superstar caliber season and the rest of his career was kind of, you know, pretty, pretty regular, pretty ordinary. Um, So he scored. So he was, he was picked by St. Louis third overall in the 1978 draft. Um, you know, he had pretty respectable rookie and sophomore seasons. And then I think his third season in, he scored 54 goals and 96 points, led the whole league with even strength goals with 40. Uh, and that was kind of his, you know, his, his coming out party. After that, he didn't, uh, he basically, you know, 
never he he hit 20 goals uh just once after that and never really kind of hit those heights again so uh pretty good little uh one hit wonder segment there uh but yeah i mean copyright um, talking hockey that's right <laughs> yeah so this we're gonna throw to a track now um this is not a one hit wonder uh this is a band a local winnipeg band called Mobina Galore, currently on tour in Europe. Uh, listeners in Germany, I believe they're uh, in your country right now. So I, I heard we're big in Germany right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Germany's top-rated uh, hockey podcast, Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. <laughs> um, we're huge in Berlin. Um, but yeah, no, this is a, this is a brand new single from Mobina Galore. Um, and they... Um, it references hockey in like the first line or in the first verse. Um, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say that the song is at all hockey related, but it, the word hockey is in the first verse. This is a song called Whiskey Water by Mobina Galore. Tim Podolsky from Crest Steel, uh, number seven. You like talking hockey? I like talking hockey. You're listening to the Talking Hockey Show, Hockey Talking Talking. <laughs> All right, and that was uh, Mobina Galore from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Uh, they tend to play the old Park Theater, right, uh, 
down in our neighborhood over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, Tommy and myself and a few of the boys from Caressa Steel, we all, uh, you know, we've been trying for months, if you will. <laughs> Maybe it's been months. We've been trying to get, like we've been trying to get to a Winnipeg ice game. And uh, after two or three attempts, uh, actually reschedule games and a ticket transferring and all that fun stuff, we finally got to the Winnipeg ice game on Friday night, game one of the WHL playoffs, ice versus Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, we had a whole row to ourselves. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's how much of a crew we had together. Uh, first and foremost, I loved it. WHL, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Junior um, hockey, you cannot beat the vibe, and Winnipeg ice – they got it going on yeah i mean we're talking ice here we're talking the number one ranked junior team in the country in all of canada the chl there's how many teams in the chl you know what i mean there's well it's like three leagues basically yeah so if you say there's uh 25 there's like 75 teams or something like that you know like and the winnipeg ice i mean they've got as good a shot at the memorial cup this year as as any uh, any other team or in any other year. And you got like their odds. Unfortunately, in game one, their leading scorer, uh, Matt Savoy, uh, who's likely to be drafted in the top three, you know, five top handful of picks in the NHL draft coming up. He was injured uh, and then he did not play game two. So the, the ice have a two game, two games to none series lead over PA right now. Um I think this is going to be a quick series against Prince Albert. Uh, they, you know, they they had to qualify for the playoffs basically on the last day of the season, uh, just to and just to go play the ice, you know. Um, so they don't, on paper, stand much of a chance. But uh, you know, the the game was it was a three one game. It was a good good hockey game. It was fast. There were some good hits. There was uh, you know a nice goal or two and. Uh, Lots of good saves, and uh, I saw a couple of the boys having poutine, and man, did that poutine ever look good. Um, looks like they had some great rink fries, oh, uh, which... Best part know. of going to games is the rink fries. <laughs> just, they, I would say they just looked hand-cut. You know, they weren't general, like... Yeah, the, the vibe, like, if you are, uh, you know, a good old Western Canadian boy or girl, like, it, it had the small-town hockey vibe to the rink, Tons of kids yep. at the game. The kids going crazy over the mascots and yeah. all the all the little different activities that they got going on. But it it literally felt like a game in a small town, like that kind of community vibe, uh, which which is fun to see. And but also like you know with with a uh, high end hockey going on on the ice right in front of you. So yeah, uh, yeah, you, like, and we were even thinking like you know, and we don't know this. Maybe this is where our uh, intern come yeah, this is task number two for our intern but <laughs> whether or not like whatever the, the rink that they're eventually going to we you know we don't know that but i, I you know wayne fleming arena seemed like a pretty good spot for for what was going on there yeah for sure um yeah like <clears throat> excuse me there was only um i mean there was a crazy bathroom lineup because there was only the one bathroom so if you got uh you know room for improvement that might be where to 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 improve but i think i heard that there was also like some you know intersport university athletics uh, volleyball action happening so the other part of the rink that is normally open for that was closed off and you know what are you going to do but um the 
I, I enjoyed the vibe of the whole thing as well. Like from the, you know, just the, the, how small the rink was, like I'd never been to that arena before, so I didn't really know. And then when you look at, you're buying the tickets, you're like, oh, like, uh, is this row going to have a good view or whatever? I don't think there's a bad seat in the house, you know, like every, every angle of that rink is good. It's the, the kind of rink where there's essentially bleachers only on the one side. So the side where the players benches are there, there's not, there's not bleachers behind the benches, but there is like kind of a like media or mezzanine level type of media thing or whatever going on up there. So you can listen to the game on CJOB or whatever uh, station has that. And, uh, but yeah, no, it was a packed house, uh, which was kind of good to see. And, um, you know, it, one of one of the guys uh with us on thursday or friday night kind of found it hard, so hard to believe that like the local media here really hasn't given the ice any attention and like i say they're the number one team in the entire country and like all the media attention here kind of goes towards the jets which you know it's a they're the big team right but uh with the jets kind of falling off a cliff the last month or whatever and really not offering hockey fans much to cheer about you know why not uh, focus on a team like the ice who are really getting her done like yeah it seems like they're kind of being overlooked uh mm-hmm. at the same time uh, it's probably the winnipeg jets that sell newspapers and and uh yeah. you know kind of get get your clicks on on your websites and stuff but yeah like it's uh there's a, there's a really cool thing going on here in Winnipeg with that junior team. And it was all it like, it's like, it's been a, it's been a planned out process. Like they brought that team over from Kootenai and they've mm-hmm. been building them up like through the, the tough years, through, through the tough years of having uh, not a lot of wins, but bringing in all the right players and Connor geeky and uh, Matt Savoy are going to go in the first round this yeah, year. Carson Lambos is yeah, a heck he, of a player. He was drafted last year, but I mean, yeah. he was fun to watch. I really liked his game. He it's, was. It, uh, they yeah. build a pretty cool thing. And uh, yeah. If, uh, listeners... Well, it couldn't have been easy for them either because they came just before the pandemic hit to Winnipeg. They moved from Cranbrook, BC. They were the Kootenai ice. They left Cranbrook. I think there was a little bit of controversy involving the sale and move of the team. I don't remember exactly what happened there, but, but uh, they they did own the team for a couple of years in Kootenai. Like they didn't okay. they didn't buy them and move them. Like yeah, there was. And I think what what was what was um part of the delay or whatever is um moving a team further east in the WHL. And so if you think about like all those teams from the west and and from the states. Yeah. It's like before Brandon was the farthest East team. And now you've got the Winnipeg ice, which are two hours further. So mm-hmm. I think it was more of a, like a geography logistical thing that, you know, they needed all the owner's approvals for, for this, for the move to happen. But yeah. Uh, yeah, what, what, what could the harm be in having another WHL team in a big city? Like, yeah. uh, like Winnipeg. So yeah, for sure. And uh but yeah, like they, they move here and then all of a sudden there's pandemic. So they basically like they don't have a crowd. They had to go play in that bubble thing last year that was in Regina, I think it was, or I can't remember where it was. But, you know, like it's been two years of kind of like uh, 
messed up schedule, fan base, et cetera. But it was nice to see, you know, the fans were uh, out to support them and it was a full house. And, and, um, and I mean, it's, it's such a good team with like, you know, like I say, Matt Savoy and Connor Geeky and, and Carson Lambos. Those are kind of the, the big names, but there, there was that uh, Smallwood, Jacob Smallwood. Yeah. He really kind of caught my eye. He scored one of the goals. He was a big boy um, through a nice body check or two right in the corner where we were sitting and um mirror was had... there a mirror guy m-u-i or m-u-i yeah, yeah 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 uh what was his name Muir. uh cole Muir. he's good uh he had some size and to his game and um definitely also had the hockey hair going big time hockey <laughs> hair yeah i think that was the cost of the you know the price of admission right there <laughs> yeah. he had yeah, he had a real nice flow and uh, might have even had a little bit of a greasy uh, teenage mustache to go <laughs> with it. So, <laughs> and it's so funny, like, it's so cool. You know, you watch the WHL and, and um, junior hockey and these guys, they're, they're teenagers. That's kind of, you forget that because they're so good. Like, yeah, they're um, so quick, good, good on yeah, the puck. Yeah, um, but th- that's also part of the excitement of junior hockey is that they, um, you know, as good as they are, they, they're teenagers, the mistakes they make, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not a, a pro game. So there are breakdowns and whatever. And there's a lot of creativity and stuff with the guys with the puck because it hasn't really been beaten out of them yet to, to just dump and chase, uh, you know, or whatever, like, uh, play the trap or whatever, but the, it's, um, yeah, I, I nothing but good things to say about uh, about that and um, about the WHL experience. We did, yeah, like Randy was mentioning, we were trying, we bought tickets to go see them play against the, the Regina Pats, the team uh, Connor Bedard plays for. Bedard, of course, youngest guy to hit 50 goals in junior hockey since way back when, um, you know, projected to go number one overall in 2023 currently the captain of team canada in the u18 uh tournament that's happening in germany of course remember talking about big in germany and yeah connor bedard would have been awesome to see him come to town and play uh but we've always got next year because <laughs> he's not getting drafted yet so yeah he's got one more year yeah yeah um so um yeah we we didn't we didn't get to see bedard who was, you know, he's 16 years old right now, I think, right? He's not 17 yet. Um, but he was granted, this is his second year in the NHL, so or, uh, WHL. He's, he was granted exceptional status. And there's only been a handful of guys that have had that exceptional status to play CHL hockey so far, Bedard being uh, the latest. Um, Shane Wright, who's projected to go number one overall this year, he was granted exceptional status a couple years ago plays for the Kingston Frontenacs. Um, And I saw a Kingston game, I guess that would be 2019, or was that early 2020? Uh, Went to a Frontenacs game uh, in Kingston, and and that was pretty cool. Um, To be honest, I don't remember Shane Wright if I did see him. I do remember they were playing Peterborough, and I saw Declan Chisholm, uh, Winnipeg Jet prospect, and I uh, took note of him uh, for sure. Um, some other exceptional status guys, of course, obviously Tavares was the first guy. Connor McDavid was a guy, 
uh, who else was exceptional status? You had um, Aaron Eckblad. Yeah. Um, I think Bedard's the first WHL guy. The rest of them have pretty much been OHL. And then there's been one QMJHL, which was uh, Joe Valeno, who currently plays for Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, I think Tyler Benson was exceptional status for WHL a few oh, years okay. ago. Um, yeah. And he got, I think he's on Edmonton in their system somewhere right now. But okay. uh, yeah, we're, we're down to 30 seconds here, Tommy. Uh, well, let's, let's throw to our last song, which is another one hit wonder. Uh, this is the band called Pluto. We're going back to the 1990s Canadian uh, alternative rock scene, which, uh, you, you know, you had your big shiny tunes, all that kind of stuff. And Pluto with their song uh paste paste yes that would would have been on big shiny tunes anyway enjoy this and uh keep your stick on the ice we'll see you next week on talking hockey the talking hockey show thanks so much for joining us and uh yeah here's pluto with paste